Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. The privilege to uh, minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to God's church. Amen. Are you awake out there? Amen. Because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be an action-packed week. We're going to have a great time, but we're going to kick it off on refuge service, just like Pastor said uh, tonight. How many ready? How many ready to hear from God? Can you say amen? And so um, as Pastor spoke, um, I, uh, um, again, I'm, uh, I'm the assistant pastor there in Newport News. God really has been helping us uh, in every facet uh, in regards to converts, uh, just church growth, and just stability. And so um, I just come, came back from Jacksonville Conference, so hey, I'm still burning. I'm still on fire for God. I came in, fired up, amen, and left conference uh, fired up even more. And so uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do here in Virginia Beach. Um, as Pastor mentioned, uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, listen, every day is going to be critical. 7 o'clock, uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, lecture called, entitled, uh, Effective Witnessing. And so, listen, uh, you don't want to miss a minute of that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some various different things in regards to evangelism, dealing with people, working with people, all those great things. And then we're going to have an activity uh, right after that, as well as an activity on Friday uh, with evangelism. And like the pastor said, be back over here Saturday uh, as well. And so look forward to that and all what God is going to do. Can you say amen? But before we get to Thursday, how, much, how many know we must deal first with Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday night, and listen to me, uh, everything that we're going to do uh, tomorrow and this weekend is going to be great, uh, but I need you to open your hearts uh, to this message tonight, uh, because I believe it is right here uh, that God is going to set the tone and set the course uh, as we go into Resurrection Sunday weekend. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. And we'll read verses 20 through 29. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 22 through 29. Amen. Um, by far, most of the most costly war in terms of human life uh, in the uh, last few centuries would be no other than the war of uh, World War II. Uh, World War II was between 1939 uh, and 1945. Uh, the total number of fatalities, including battle deaths and civilians of all countries, estimated to have been 56.4 million. Assuming that 26.6 uh, million Soviet uh, fatalities and 7.8 million Chinese civilians were killed. World War II involved virtually every part of the world during the years of 1939 and 1945. The principal blenderers were the Axis powers, which featured Germany, Italy, and Japan, 
and the allies that were France, Great Britain, the United States, the Soviet Union, and to a lesser extent, China. The war in many respects uh, uh, was a continuation after an uneasy 20-year hiatus of disputes left unsettled by World War I. With that said, and interesting enough, the uh, United States of America wasn't officially involved into this war until Japanese attacked, uh, which we know today as Pearl Harbor in 1941. And see, it is here where the affairs of the world beca uh, became real personal to the United States. In other words, the United States was trying to, for the most part, not necessarily be so much in the war. But then how many know uh, in 1941 when they begin to, uh, the Japanese begin to attack uh, homeland, uh, this is when it became more personable for the United States to get involved. And I, you know, and I begin to think about this. You know, it, it, here it is, uh, President D. Roosevelt declared war on the Axis powers because in his mind it was now a reason for a cause. And you know, here it is, it's some, how many know it's something to be said? I need you to listen to me very clear tonight. That it's something to be said about individuals uh, that, willing, that are willing to die for a good cause. How many believe that? You know, that's why our military is so important and our, our you know, our, 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 our police officers and our empty, people that risk their life uh, that are willing. Uh, you know, how many know it's not a guarantee as they wake up and go to work uh, that they're coming back home? But they're willing to die uh, for what they believe is a cause, which is to help uh, our community. You know, I also personally believe as a Christian, there's also something to be said when we too are willing to say yes to the cause involving the kingdom of God. Can you say amen tonight? And I want to minister a sermon I've entitled Committed to the Cause. Because as one man said, uh, a life without a cause is a life without effect. And listen to me, church. Um, listen, if we, can, if we miss this tonight, uh, we miss everything. Because everything we're going to do this week as we evangelize, as we begin to share some tactics and some strategies uh, into evangelism, uh, how many know it is right here that's going to be that push uh, that you and I have to be committed to the cause? No matter what's going on tomorrow, no matter what we do uh, uh, thereafter that, uh, if we're going to continue to see revival, uh, if we're going to continue to see souls come in, uh, and not just come in, as Pastor said, but get locked in and be converted, uh, you and I are going to have to take a part to be committed to the cause. And I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Committed to the Cause. Because uh, we read about a young man named David. Uh, when everybody stood on the hill and scared, uh, this man was committed to the cause. And we start here in verse uh, 20. And it reads, And so David rose uh, early in the morning and left the sheep with a, with a keeper and took the things that, and went as Jesse uh, had commanded him. And he came to the camp as their army was going out to fight uh, and shouting for the battle. Uh, verse 21, for Israel and the Philistine, Philistines um, had drawn up battle in array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Uh, 
Then as he talked with them, uh, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, um, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, um, and he spoke according uh, to the same words. Uh, so David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Verse 25. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man um, who has come up? Surely uh, he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, uh, the king will enrich with great riches, um, will give him his daughter and uh, give his uh, father's house um, exemption from taxes in Israel. Verse 26, then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach uh, from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So it shall be done for the man uh, who kills him. Now Elab, his older brother, heard um, when he spoke to the man. And Elab's anger aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride uh, in your insolence of your heart, uh, for you have come down to see battle. And this is what David said, verse 29. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, God, I ask God right now, God, to Oh, God, that you're a light of fire in every believer, God, that profess your name tonight. God, that we will see, God, the cause in our cities, God. God, that we will see the cause, God, at work. And we will see your cause, God, to bring souls into repentance tonight. I pray, God, right now, God, let this be the tipping point. Oh, God, that take this church over the top, God, as they begin to evangelize, as they begin to see the needs of this city, God. Oh, God, I pray, God, put a sense of urgency in every believer in this place tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Christ uh, and all God's people said amen how many ready to hear from God tonight amen this is committed to the cause first I want to look at the need and the cause see in order to respond to the cause church uh, it is important that you and I first are able to see the need did you hear me tonight if we're going to be able to see the cause then you and I first uh, have to have an urgency to see the need you see, a need tonight is defined by expressing a necessity uh, or obligation to something. It is the circumstance in which something uh, is necessary. In our text, uh, Israel, uh, for lack of better words, were being punked, may I say. Not one of God's men were willing uh, to step in the valley um, and fight uh, Goliath. Um, but watch and listen to where David's concern was. Verse 22 through 26. Uh, it says, so the men of Israel said, uh, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And then uh, dropping down, David spoke to the men and stood by him saying, what shall be done to this Philistine? Here it is. David, you know, uh, you know, uh, he probably didn't even have no intentions to fight. Uh, but then here it is. Uh, he's wondering. Uh, he knows that they're at battle, but uh, David don't see no action. He see a lot of people talking. And so David's a little curious, like, yo, what's going on? And as he's talking, uh, he's hearing this uncircumcised giant uh, defy his God. It was almost like he was in dead conversation. He was like, hold, 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 hold on one minute. What, what did that guy say again about my God? It's like, yeah, 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 he's talking. He's like, hold on, hold on. And here it is, uh, David immediately begin to see the urgency in the need to do something about it. 
Again, listen to the men of Israel and how they saw their need. Uh, the men of Israel and the need that they saw, they saw the benefits uh, and the material, the Bible said. They saw the material uh, and the benefits. Hey, well, you know, if you take him out, then, you know, you'll get the king's daughter. Or, you know, he promised you riches. Uh, but how many know David saw something different? See, the need was different for David this uh, evening. While other soldiers focused on the danger of the battle or, or the material rewards to be won, uh, it seems that David alone, church, focused on the reputation of Israel and the honor of the living God. See, this is truly showed that David to be a man after God's own heart, doesn't it? David cared about the things of God uh, and the things that God cares about. Come on, somebody. He solved the problem in spiritual terms and, and not in material or fleshly terms tonight. See, David's concern was the need, and that need was for somebody to step up uh, for the sake of God. The need to keep the dignity of the nation, of God's people, the need of defending the promise of everything uh, that God has declared uh, uh, or, or has said before and promised to his people. I said all that to say this, church. How do you see the need this evening? Do you see the need uh, of what's happening uh, in the time and day that we're living in? Do you see the need tonight? To, do you see the need uh, to evangelize? Can you say amen? Obviously, I see the need. That's why I'm willing. I want to come here uh, and do a class, amen, on effective witnessing and evangelize. Uh, but listen, none of that means anything uh, if you yourself, don't see the need tonight. And I'm not talking about when you know things are just going great in life. Uh, do you constantly see the need? Do you constantly see the need uh, to go the extra mile uh, even when you're tired? Do you constantly see the need uh, when God speaks to you uh, about a certain individual to witness to, uh, but you don't feel like doing it? Do you still see the need? The need for your city tonight. Can you say amen? The need uh, uh, for you to remain faithful again in the hour that you and I are living in. You see, you will never see the cause like David saw the cause if you aren't able to see the need that David saw first. There was a cause. A cause means, now we'll talk about that a little bit later. A cause means to take action to something, uh, to, you know, to, you know, but the need comes before that. Were you able to see the need? Uh, David saw the Israelites uh, being punked. Uh, he saw God's names being defiled. Uh, he's like, well, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy my God? Uh, there's a need to take him out. Yeah. How many know there's a need to take the devil out of your city? Can you say amen? Yeah. It seems like every time I turn around, there's something happening in Virginia Beach. Things are happening. I, I'm, I heard about the terrible story the other day. I, I, you know, I wonder if the gospel would have hit the heart of that sinner that could have prevented that situation. How many know that's the church's job, church, to see the need? See, again, how many know uh, many times, church, when you begin to think about the need and, you know, a lot of churches today miss this. How many know that this is the difference between us uh, and the religious churches of today? Come on, somebody. 
In other words, this is the difference of those uh, that are willing to evangelize, um, preach the gospel on the highways and byways um, on Saturdays uh, versus to those who want, who'd rather sell chicken plates and raise money for car washes. How many of you there's a difference there? That you're choosing to see the need uh, of humanity uh, while everybody else uh, got some type of program to raise money uh, to do this, to do that. You know, I look throughout my Bible, you know, I don't necessarily see Jesus, uh, you know, uh, for the most part consistently uh, the need about, you know, doing all these, uh, these gamuts and, and gadgets, uh, but it was about soul winning. The difference of those that are just satisfied uh, with going to church on Sunday morning and say they are good for the rest of the week as opposed to those that can't get enough and every time them doors are open, we're here. This is the difference of those uh, that see the need uh, and those that neglect the need. Come on. Wake up tonight. Because we're going to see if you see the need tomorrow night and Friday night. When, uh, you know, uh, God begins to get in between your privilege time uh, when you could just be home chilling. I said, preacher, stay away from my privilege time tonight. I need, I need, I need me some me. And I get it, church. But do you see the need tonight? The difference of those that are willing to sacrifice, again, their privilege time, uh, investing in people versus always sacrificing for self. I mean, no, we know how to do that well. We sacrifice for self pretty good. We know how to take care of self. We know how to sacrifice. Uh, we know how to make time uh, for our needs. Uh, but do you make the time for in- other people's needs? Let me ask you, show of hands, how many know somebody that's not saved in this place? Everybody hands should have went up. Because somebody has a co-worker, a family member, a friend you've been talking to, somebody uh, that's not saved. And how many know there's probably somebody else uh, in New York or Texas or whatever that has a family member here uh, hoping that there's some soldiers there in Virginia Beach uh, that will reach out to their grandmother, that will reach out to their sister. Could that be you tonight? But you first have to see the need. Listen, church, I, I... I've been on one all year, I'm telling you. In Newport News, man, I've been challenging our church. I told them, I said, listen, uh, you, our, our theme of this year was the quest for revival. And I'm telling you, we hit the ground running. Uh, I got impact teams coming in like, like four weeks straight. Uh, I mean, we going out of town, people coming in town. Uh, um, this event, that event. Uh, I said, listen, uh, if you out of breath now, uh, you wait by June, you're going to pass out. I said, because we're running. And we ain't stopping. We're going to run with the runners and we're going to let the joggers jog. Because listen to me, we live in an hour where we ain't got no time to slow down. People are dying and going to hell as we speak. But do you care to see the need? See, we, I, this, this week, church, I'm going to be challenging your perspective. Not that I'm just coming in here with just some, you know, different tool that, you know, maybe some things may be, you know, oh, that's different. But at the end of the day, I'm challenging your perspective uh, outside the box, uh, outside of just normal, just outreach on Saturday. Uh, here's my flyer. Uh, no, do you see the need? Or are you just ready to just get off outreach to go continue on? Listen, just because the hour is up don't necessarily mean you got to stop. Come on. We're just so ready to just go in and just do our thing. 
People on their way to hell, church. What if that person that talked to you didn't see the need and decided to stay home that day or didn't give you that all that day? Where would you be? So this is the difference, church, between a church that's willing to do this and, and a church and God's people that are willing, you know, to stand on the mountain like the Israelites. See, this need for us simply boils down to everything that's at stake, church. Souls are lost by the millions. I, how many know ideologies are being formed by the second? False narratives. Come on, somebody. People are desperate for answers in the time that we're living in, rather they admit to it or not, church. See, we must understand the cause to take action as well as the reason on why we need to take action as a church. And let me add this in as individuals. Listen to me. Uh, evangelism just doesn't start, start, start and stop uh, with corporate outreach at 11 o'clock. What about Monday night at 7 o'clock? In the afternoon, after dinner. After you ate all that pasta, you don't want to move. <laughs> this, see, this is what I'm talking about. We get so kind of cultivated with corporate. Okay, pastor got this scheduled. I come and do. What about outside the box? I'm talking about going an extra mile this year, church. Listen, I'm just, listen, I, God's moving because the last five things I said in the last five minutes ain't even on this t- tablet right here. Straight up. We have to go beyond just where we're at. If we're really, it ain't about just building the church. Uh, praise God, God will do that, amen. But I'm talking about the need tonight. The essence of the need. That people that are really looking for answers, and they don't know, you know how many people I talk to that literally told me they just don't have the answers? And how many hearts, listen, uh, if, if the harvest ain't been ripe, uh, never before it is now. Listen, church, I know we hear it, uh, oh, yeah, we in the end days or whatever. I used to, last year, a couple years ago, I used to say we in the fourth quarter. And then a couple years go by, I was like, we in the two-minute warning. Now, church, if you know anything about football, I believe we in the Hail Mary stage. This is when the quarterback drops back and he throws the ball in the air. I think we're right there and it's about to come down. There's no more two-minute warning. I think we in the air. I think it's about to come down at any time. Touchdown. Amen. I think we're that close, church. And this is why we got to pick up the pace. We got to pick up the pace and hit it hard and see some souls want to Jesus. All right, now back to my sermon. Sorry. <laughs> see, you thought you, you thought you was going to go home early tonight. Uh-uh. I'm just getting started. Listen to me, church. People are lost by the millions, church. See, if you need, uh, uh, if, you, if you indeed see the need tonight, through the same lenses that David saw it, uh, then there would be a charge to everyone tonight uh, to be committed to the cause. Now, let's talk about the cause. We understand the importance of seeing the need, and when you see the need, uh, you realize that there's a cause uh, to take charge, to take action, church. Listen, it was no secret that David knew that a fight was going on between his people and the enemy. But it wasn't until he heard uh, this clown, uh, uh, you know, Goliath talk uh, that it was like, wait a minute. Uh, it, it, is, it is here where David personally felt the need to take action to a cause. David said, uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of God? See, a cause tonight is the person or thing uh, that gives rise to an action. Somebody say action. 
a rise to an action or condition, a, a cause tonight is a principle or a aim, a, a movement that thrusts because of a deep commitment to something. See, when David uttered those favorite words, those famous words, is there not a cause? He was shouting, isn't there a reason, church? When he said, is there not a cause? He was saying, is there not a reason? He was saying, what better time for such as this, amen, to take charge to the enemy tonight? And how many know that same ring should be going on right now in our hearts? Is there not a cause? After you can solve the need. We admit, we know the need. We know people are dying. We know people are crazy. We know people are looking for answers. Uh, okay, we know the need, but, the, but now we got to take charge and see the cause. See, the cause, the need is kind of like observing the situation. Okay, I, I, got, I know what I got to do. I got to do this. I got to do that. But the cause ain't talking no more. The cause is action. The cause is outreach. The cause is the gospel hitting the heart of a sinner. That's the cause. David said, nothing to need. Now I'm about to cut your head off. Right? That, that, that was, we passed the need part. Now it's the cause. Remember? They take action. I'm about to kill you. And he did. Here's some acronyms of a cause. To, uh, it means to bring about, to give rise to, be the cause to lead to, result in, create, begin. Listen to this. Produce, uh, generate, originate, agenda, affect, uh, to bring to pass, to bring on, uh, to prompt, to provoke, to kindle, to trigger, uh, make happen, to spark off, to stir up, to induce, to inspire, to promote, to bring about, to give rise to, uh, to be the cause. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Does any of the above define you this evening? Does any of these acronyms define you? Trigger, make happen. My black man sweat real bad up here. Like it's nasty. <laughs> but any of it define you this morning, this evening? Can I ask you, Trey, what is the cause in your life tonight that's worth fighting? Because how many know as Christians, our cause is God's cause? And when you read your Bible, amen, listen to we die to self, and it's about the causes of God. It's about taking action, amen. Again, my pastor gave the theme of the year, the quest of revival. And how many know it is the quest of revival for all churches? Can you say amen? You know, I challenged the church. I said, when he said that, did you even sit, uh, sit back and think uh, uh, on that, beloved, like what it really means when pastor said that? Did we think about, and a matter of fact, did you think about your part in it? Because sometimes we can hear something, oh, that's a cool phrase. Uh, but, you know, did you put yourself in that, you know, to be part of that revival, the quest for revival? See, there's a cause tonight. We're going to look at a few, but I must be clear on something. How many know Christianity is not a vacation church? It's not a cruise, but a cause. Issues that affect the destiny of human beings uh, must not be ignored tonight. Crucial truths cannot be sacrificed uh, on the altar of toleration uh, and cowardice. Come on, somebody. Did you know that the cowardly go to hell tonight? 
That's what the Bible says. Jeremiah 6, 14 says, we cannot cry uh, peace, peace where there is no peace. Listen to me, the, church, the, 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 the world is in a riot right now, in a mess. The question is, who's going to do something about it? Is the Parlor House in Virginia Beach uh, going to do something about it in their city? I tell you right now, this is going to take more than just Saturday outreach. You better be evangelizing. It better be, it better be a burn here on Monday morning. When you go to that gas station and you say, I got, I, look, let me just let me talk to somebody. That's what I'm talking about, an urgency. That's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Uh, where's your urgency? Uh, where's the burn? Where's the burn, man, to just bring souls in here and work with them and have fellowships, uh, you know, relentlessly and just, uh, just, I mean, I remember the old days, man. We didn't sleep. What is sleep? Work, soul. Being committed to something, how many know it's a very powerful thing? Would you agree, church? Commitment, uh, again, is a word we hear frequently in our modern culture. Commitment is the trait uh, of sincere, steadfast, or purpose. Uh, it is the act of binding oneself uh, to a course of actions. Commitment describes uh, the person who is willing to give their time and energy to something let's test it, I'm on, that they believe in. Amen. We know that commitment is a much needed thing uh, and a much important thing, uh, but perhaps what's more important than just commitment in itself is the actual cause for what we are committed to tonight. Look at a righteous cause. How many know people tonight is a righteous cause tonight? How many believe that uh, uh, the, the one of the causes that a Christian uh, has in, uh, involved dealing with working with people? Is this not a cause, church? After all, how many know this is what Jesus died for? So that, again, our state, people are bound by addiction and drugs, uh, alcohol, and all kinds of things. Are you committed to a cause when it really comes down to working with people? You see, church, don't tell me that people are your cause uh, when you yourself don't have any patience to work with them. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me that people are your cause uh, when they always have to be uh, other folks around for you to decide to invest in them. Don't tell me that people are your cause uh, except when it is an inconvenience of your time. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you, church, that working with people will almost always be an inconvenience of your time. That's why it's called work. Working with people. It's called discipleship. That's if you're really committed to the cause of people. If not, it would just be a convenient time uh, uh, on, on your watch. The situation has to be laid out perfectly. You know, all the clothes have to be washed and all everything has to be perfect just to have a fellowship. Like only on the weekends because, you know, you, you got to get up for work tomorrow and you got kids and you got to cook and you got to cut the grass and, you know, all these other different things. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to the right church? 
See, I wonder, church, how many people here are really about the cause when it actually comes to people? How many really about that life, as the young people say? See, being committed to the cause when it is dealing with people is also defined uh, by, by, uh, by what uh, we're putting out into people. Amen. I'm talking about showing somebody how to do something. Uh, that, you, know, uh, you, know, you know how to play the guitar uh, or whatever, uh, but does the other person know how to play? How we been spending time? Uh, maybe there's something that you've been, you've been here a little longer uh, or we're not a young people. Uh, how are you passing things down? Sharing wisdom. See, I'm talking about the commitment now, the cause of someone's life, church. See, this is what it means to be committed to a cause, to take action and to see the need, church. Rather that be a physical, spiritual, or emotional need tonight. Uh, how many know David saw, uh, uh, saw all three of these needs? He saw the physical need of the people that were scared of this giant. Uh, he saw the emotional need of these people in the whole nation in distress because of this giant. Uh, but more importantly, he saw the spiritual need. Uh, again, how dare you defy my God? Are you committed to the cause of the people? Both emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually. Uh, we see all this in the text. See, it's the only time we're thinking about the cause deals with people when we do things as a church or, again, corporate things. And then I'm afraid to tell you, my friend, uh, that you're truly not committed to the cause. That means you're just committed to the convenience. That means we're just committed to when, you know, we collectively do something. I'm trying to shake something here in church. Uh, listen, it is great to do things corporately, uh, but individually, what are we doing? Are we committed to the cause of our marriages? How many know that's a cause? You say that you're committed to your spouse. Uh, then let's see how it plays out, uh, you know, uh, when that sentence that you repeated in your vows uh, rises up in your marriage. Uh, you know the one for better or for worse. What that really means. Amen. How about ministry? You say we're committed to the cause of our ministry, uh, but does that change when your ministry begins to stretch you? When it begins to demand more of your time. Come on, somebody. How about your, your very relationship with God? You say you're committed to Jesus himself, uh, but life has started to now deal you, uh, you know, not, not so good hand. You ever played spades before? Huh? And we often, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we like that good hand, right? You know, we like that good hand, and, you know, uh, we get a couple of different hands, and, you know, we, we getting books, and, you know, let us get a couple of bad hands, and what we do, we start blaming the dealer. Man, you, you, you know, you know, you're cutting wrong, you're doing this, you're doing that. Yeah, I know that's life sometimes as well. That life deals you not so good hands. And my point in church, are you still willing to, to play the hand that God gives you and be committed to the cause? Because many times, this is what happens. This is where the church, uh, we begin to fold, uh, and, you know, the things that we were so excited about uh, begin to kind of take back seat when we're going through something. See, listen to me, church. This is a real reality. Can we still see the need? Uh, can we still see the cause uh, even when you are dealt the bad hand? 
Are we still chanting the tone of David? Uh, is there not a cause in being faithful no matter what? Do we still believe what Paul says in Romans 8, 38, 39, when he said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, uh, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, uh, nor things present, nor things to come, uh, no height or death. Uh, I mean, Paul goes on and on like how none of these things are going to uh, take him away uh, from being committed to God's cause. Can that be said about us tonight as a church? That listen, no matter what, listen, I understand we go through terrible things. I understand, I understand the humanistic side of us as individuals. But can we still see the urgency of the need and the call? How many know this was Paul's life? Can you say two-thirds of the, uh, of the New Testament he wrote from, most of it from prison? You know why? Because he saw the need. And he saw the cause. How many know your cause many times will be tested, church? Whatever, listen to me, you write this down in your heart. Uh, whatever you say you are committed to, uh, how many know that very thing will be challenged? You say you're committed to your marriage, uh, it will be challenged. Uh, you say you're committed to your ministry, opposition will come. Uh, you say you're committed, uh, whatever it is uh, that you say you're committed to, uh, hell will challenge it. Life itself will challenge it. Verse 10 and 11 of, us, of, of our uh, scripture says, And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, uh, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. See, they were committed, it seems like, to a certain point. But fear stood in the way. How many know many times this is us? Um, we saw the cause for something, uh, the cause to take action uh, and do something great in the kingdom. Uh, but then uh, something became challenged, uh, and many times it's fear. They were committed, it seemed like, to a certain point, uh, but now fear stands in the way. Can I tell you, church, uh, there will always be a Goliath standing in your valley. There will always be a Goliath. There will always be a giant uh, that try to present some type of fear for that very thing uh, that you said you uh, have a cause for. Again, everything you said you're committed to, amen, uh, it will be challenged. It will be a Goliath, amen, uh, to show some type of resentment. How many of you know we serve a God like we said, I take that's bigger than a Goliath. Can you say amen? David said, I would not let this uh, giant changer dictate the cause of what I am committed to. And this has to be the battle cry of every Christian in this place, church. Your commitment to the cause will, will indeed be tested by something. How many know we're in a spiritual fight, church? And this is what makes the, uh, the different battles we have in life uh, tough sometimes. The things that we battle and deal with uh, and, and contend for, uh, how many know we know this uh, at, the same, uh, at the same time we have to live within the natural? Think about, uh, you know, uh, your, your, your closing ratio on things that you want to do, that you have a desire to do, that you have a desire to complete, uh, how easy these things could be accomplished uh, if things didn't challenge them. But see, commitment, church, listen to me. If you hear nothing else tonight, because this is, listen, we're about to have, we're we, we about to be intense tomorrow. I am telling you. 
I'm going to warn you just like I warned our, our church that we're about to run. I hope you've been working out because we, we and I ain't talking about running. You don't got to worry about no. I'm talking about running spiritually. We're about to witness, and we're about to witness, and we're going to get some contacts, and we're going to pray with people, and we're going to lay hands on people, and we're going to believe God that this continues. But here's the thing, church. Commitment is better than motivation. Let me tell you what I mean by that, church. Verse 8, and it says, and he stood, as I wind down, it says, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said to them, why are you come out to set your battle in array? See, this word array means to set in order. In other words, Goliath was saying, uh, you have come out to line up for battle. Why aren't you fighting? And see, they were perhaps at some point they were ready to fight. Um, but this is a clear picture of how mere motivation uh, gets you nowhere versus the things that you're committed to. There was a motivation to fight. Uh, obviously, the Bible says they were in an array, meaning they were ready to fight. They were ready to duke it up. Uh, but the Philistines had a secret weapon uh, in Goliath. And so now that motivation stopped. Now they on uh, they was ready to fight. Uh, the Bible, matter of fact, said that uh, you know uh, uh, seven times the Bible records that, that the Israelites have fought the Philistines. So it wasn't like they was afraid, uh, but you know they, no one wanted to die first. They was ready to fight. They had swords and ready, but hold on now, that, 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 you know Saul, that wasn't part of the plan right here. Now, you know this guy, you know thirty feet, we dream on. But see. That's where mere motivation will get you. Mere motivation only gets you so far. This is why when people, you know, it amazes me. You know, I understand conference and the dynamic, and, but it kills me to hear Christians sometimes like, oh, man, uh, you, know, uh, 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 you know, I can't wait till I get to conference and I'm going to come back to my city. Why don't you go into conference fired up? Yeah. When I went to this conference last week, I was fired up. Yeah. And I was melting when I came out of there because I was already fired up. Can't consume no more smoke. That's why I'm here tonight. That's why I was, you know, me and Pastor talking. I'm like, you know, let's go, let's do it, let's do it in three more days. Let's go. Because this is what it's going to take. Because if you're just motivated by things, you're not going to last long. The Israelites were motivated too, but they stood still on the mountain. See, motivation, church, as crazy as it might sound, uh, would not be as efficient uh, as one might think it involves uh, rather than being committed to a cause. See, you see, motivation is a general desire or willingness of something to do something. But the problem, again, many times with mere motivation is that it has substituted itself in the Christian's life instead of commitment. Many Christians are, uh, are, are motivated, but they're not committed. This is why you see the start and stop go uh, act. You know, uh, I'm crunk, I'm ready. Uh, many times we, we see this in New Year's resolutions, right? All the gyms are full, right? Everything is going on. Uh, then you know the membership stop. You know, we can put down the tacos. You know, we are in a stop and start, start go society. But a lot of times it's like that spiritual. We come out of conference. How about revivals? Well, revivals is something that happens more frequently uh, than conference. And we're ready for the revival. And praise God, be ready. Be excited. But can we go into revival charged already up and leave revival even more charged up? Why do we have to always be on half full or empty going into conference or revival? I think 
the, the motivation factor and the commitment that I'm talking about has something to do about it. We have to think more so that we committed, regardless, not just motivated. The Israelites are motivated, but again, they stopped on the hill. Because if they were committed, somebody would have stepped out there and fought this giant. See, motivation is the cheap brand of what commitment is, church. And if we're going to take charge, uh, again, uh, you know, uh, the quest of revival in our cities, uh, how many know this won't be on the strength of just mere motivation? Do you hear me tonight? See, motivation, again, is, the, is, is determined uh, to, to the cause simply because motivation, how many know it's not built to last? But how many know commitment is tonight? One man said motivation is what uh, gets you started, but commitment is what keeps you going. You see, most people fail not because of lack of desire, but because of the lack of commitment, church. So we have to be a committed to, how many know you cannot conquer uh, what you are not committed to, church? We can't conquer, amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, take our city, amen, by the storm, amen, uh, if we're just, just motivated. But it has to be a commitment, it has to be a charge, amen, to take dominion, to go the distance. See, seeing the need and the cause, how many know this is where the battle won tonight? When you're able to see the need and the cause, church, this is where the battle is won. Verse 26, it says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? See, David stuck to his position, church. There is no doubt that uh, what his brother Eliab uh, said probably hurt David, uh, but he would uh, uh, not uh, allow that to hinder him. David kept concern uh, with God's cause before everything else. How many know this has to be us? Before his own personal safety, uh, before his own personal glory, before his own personal honor, he had a passionate concern about God's cause first. David was more concerned with David's cause, uh, is there not a cause, than with his own feelings. When David was misunderstood and publicly rebuked by his own brother, probably amid the laughs of all other soldiers, uh, how many know he could have quit? But he showed strength uh, of the armor of God in his life uh, and replied rightly. He didn't care about his glory or success, uh, but only the glory of success uh, of the Lord's cause. Goliath was a dead man right then and there. As far as David is concerned, uh, Goliath been dead. Matter of fact, Goliath was dead while he was talking. You even know it. David, they were like, what are you guys doing? This is a dead man. And listen, when you understand, church, this mindset tonight, uh, this is when the battle is won. This is where the battle is won. When you're willing to put uh, boots to the ground uh, and see the need and shout those profound words, uh, is there not a cause? See, when this is carried out, this is because this is what's in your heart. Hey, man, it's about the will of God. The work of God. See, what if David would have stood in his position uh, when his cause to stand up for the armies of God was tested? Can you say amen? See, how we respond to the cause that has been challenged and tested would have an effect, church. How many know we all heard of the term cause and effect, right? We know that this is a relationship between two things when one thing makes something else happen. For example, we eat too much and our exercise, uh, we know the effect. Right? 
Eating too much was the cause of, you know. I was gaining weight as the effect. See, there will indeed be an effect to how we respond and what we're committed to when things are tested, church. But how many know everyone has something to contribute tonight? See, no one, not David's dad, not his brothers, nor his king, nor any of the men looking, not even his opponent thought that this boy had anything to contribute for the cause to take action. Not, I mean, not everyone can be on the front lines, uh, but everyone can contribute to the effort. And can you say amen? See, church, if there hadn't been, again, a cause that David saw fitting to go after, how many know we would have witnessed a different effect? Can you say amen? See, we're living in the time, church, when many of God's people are disposed to snuggle down to the Goliath. They dare to stand in their way. How many know it is refreshing to know, beloved, that there are still those that are willing to encounter the opposition, church? Why? Because they see the need and they see the cause. And listen, I'm challenging you tonight. As we come in tomorrow and we talk, I'm going to talk about these effective witnessing classes, and we're going to go out. We're going to outreach. I don't want to give it all the way. I'm saving for tomorrow. But listen, hey, hey you better have your shoes tied up tight because we're going to run. We're going to run. We're going to do some great things for God, amen. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, take this city, amen, by storm for Jesus Christ. But, uh, again, we, could, we can talk all that, but you first have to see the need. And you have to see the cause. You got to take action to the cause. Amen. Can I have every head by every eye closed tonight in respect to your neighbor? Oh, I feel the presence. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Pastor Adam back with you again. Just wanted to give you this report that uh, you have been doing a great job of sharing the news of this podcast and continuing to download uh, episodes on a daily basis. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. There's more of you listening now than at any other time in the podcast history. So we just want to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to these anointed sermons. We just want to ask you one thing real quick. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review, especially those of you on Apple devices, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, uh, we need some five-star reviews and also uh, if you could leave a few notes in there about what you like best about this podcast would really really help us i'm sure that you know somebody who could use a daily podcast to get them through the day please make sure you share it with them and uh also uh we are trying to get our hands on sermons from all across our fellowship if you've got some good ones to share with us we'd encourage you to please contact us using the links in the show notes we'd love to feature your sermons from your church as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of this sermon. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, 
love God and love people.